as creators, there are so many things that we have to learn to be successful in this industry, from managing our content and our audience to our personal life and mental health. In Coached, a sub-series of Social Scoop podcasts by SocialMate, we work one-on-one with a member of our private creator coaching community, The Social Suite, and you get to be a fly on the wall during our call. I'm Kristen Busquet, and I've been a full-time creator for over three years and have brought in over $350,000 from sponsored posts and content creation collaborations with brands so far. Social Scoop is the podcast where we teach you, the entrepreneurial creator, to turn your online influence into a profitable, self-sustaining business. Let's dive right in. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Coached by Social Scoop Podcast, where every Thursday you get to be a fly on the wall during a personalized coaching call with one of our members. So if you're interested in getting your free one-on-one podcast coaching call, you can become a member of our private creator membership community, The Social Suite. You can also catch our Tuesday episodes where we share weekly news in the social media world and an interview with an industry expert. I'm Kristen Busquet, and as always, I'm so excited that you're here. Today, I'm here with Caitlin a creator who shares content around confidence and curvy fashion. So Caitlin, thanks for being here. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Starting 2023 on a good note. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know why this year I literally, at the beginning of every year, I always feel like fired up for the new year, but this year just feels different to me. I feel it. And like, I don't know, (laughs) maybe we're just like starting to get more optimistic, but I I feel good about this year. Yeah, I I completely agree. Maybe it is the optimism. I realized last year that I really needed more optimism in my life. (laughs) Yeah, same. So Um, also, sorry to interrupt you. Um, Can you hear my dog barking? He's in a little bit. I don't know why he's suddenly freaking out, but I mean, like he'll. I'm assuming he'll like chill and he'll get over it. (laughs) He'll get over it. I know my dogs do the same thing. Um. All right. So for anyone who doesn't know you, can you just kind of give us a little bit of a rundown of what you do as a creator, a little bit more about you? Sure. So my name's Caitlin. You may know me as Sass and Cellulite, which is my Instagram and TikTok handle. Um, and like Kristen said, I talk about confidence and curvy fashion. I share like posing ideas and outfit ideas and like body image stuff and all of the above. Um, I've been doing this not super long. I started sharing content kind of end of 2019. So just a couple of years. Um, and a lot has changed and I've learned a lot (laughs) over the last couple of years. Um, as you do, you have to learn as you go. Um, but yeah, that's it. What else should people know? Are you (laughs) in the Bay area? Oh, I'm not. Oh, that's what I was going to say. So I'm in the Bay Area. um, (laughs) And I am not a full-time creator. Um, I do have a nine to five. And this is what I do for fun. So I love that. Is your goal to be away from your nine to five eventually? Like, do you want to do this full-time? I don't know if I want to do this full time. It all like I also had no idea that you could when I first started creating content. <laughs> right. Like I was like I I'm like I knew people did, yeah. but I didn't think like that it would You're be like, me. Why little old yeah. me? Yeah. <laughs> um. I I just thought of like the you know million follower creators that yeah. they would be you know of course they do it full time. Um. So I didn't. That wasn't my goal when I started creating content. Um. As I've gotten into it and really enjoyed it, I'm like, oh, I'd love to make more money doing this. Yeah, Making it a full-time income, especially living in the Bay Area, is a mm-hmm. feat in itself. Um, so, like, yes, yeah. I'd like to, but 
Um, I'm not sure that that is like a near goal. Yeah. Currently. I mean, that's fair. I see. I live in, in Charlotte. So, you know, my mortgage is probably like a quarter of your rent. Right. Right. (laughs) So that's very fair. I think it's, it's very responsible of you to, you know, realize that as well. You know, I think it's, you have to be realistic with these kind of things. Like, could you do it full time eventually? Of course. But is it going to be something that you have to work at, you know, for a little bit of time? Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, again, especially when you live in the Bay Area. Right. <laughs> so that makes and sense. I feel like I've learned from you, like it's paid, like brand sponsorships is not everything like and learning right. to like diversify your income and stuff is great. So I'm like, brand sponsorships alone would be like a feat to make a Bay Area level income. Yeah. But I'm like, that plus a couple other things like maybe yeah. Right. Well, and so that kind of like brings us into something that we're going to be talking about today is kind of like, you know, balancing your content creation and your nine to five job, like how how is it done? Um, And I think for a lot of people, the goal is yes, I want to do it full time. But again, like, there's it's not just as easy as getting a bunch of partnerships and you can do that like there are so many other options for diversifying your income that you really have to take advantage of and like learn about and and do something other than that in order to really make it work but I love that you're at a place now where you're like I'm I'm gonna be cool with my nine to five anything else that I make now is just like extra income it helps me pay my bills like I love Mm -hmm. that um and again like a great starting point for whatever direction you end up wanting to go in. Um, So tell us now, what does your process look like with your nine to five and your content creation? Like, where is it that you're running into roadblocks in your process? Yeah. So we started working from home during the pandemic. Like we were fully in the office before. And so from 2020 to like now we were working from home most of the time and that kind of worked out because I was able to like in the middle of the day get some things done um I do like I'm not salaried so I do have to like clock all of my hours so I have to like make up for that time somewhere but it was easier for me to like get stuff done um the issue that I'm running into now is that they are wanting us to come back to the office more frequently Mm -hmm. and that is meaning that I don't have that time in the day and I neither do I have the time in the evening because my commute is uh nearly an hour and a half so by the time I get home it's dark can't really do a whole lot so like my my time is like weekends only right um and for a while, like I, I do pretty well with that. I can crank it out. I can plan, I can, you know, batch the content, but it's just like, if I don't have a free weekend, then I'm stuck. You know, if I have have whatever, then I'm like screwed. So, um, it's trying to figure out like those pockets of time. And then, um, yeah, it's really just time and going back to the office. So so, first of all, I'm so sorry you have to go back yeah. to the office. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying like, to work on it. <laughs> that is literally everyone's nightmare right now. They're just waiting for the call from their from their management to be like, it's time. Come back to us. I know. So, that stinks. But also, I feel personally like when I'm outside of my house, I am much more inspired to work. So, maybe with your job, that will actually be like nice to like mm-hmm. get out and see new things instead of, I do like, love like going yeah. to my office like yeah. it's not I don't mind it I love working in San Francisco but yeah. like yeah it's a lot it makes your life harder with your yeah, uh, with does. your side hustle I get that yeah yeah so my question for you 
and this is like a huge thing i think when it comes to being a creator successfully and doing it very like creating content very consistently is sustainability not sustainability of like eco-friendly but like how sustainable is your business for you to be consistent with so explain to everyone like what does the typical format of your content look like like what are the what are the typical videos that you're pumping out Mm -hmm. the most what do those look like so I do a lot of um like try on hauls and like outfit styling videos yep so I'll order you know I'll do like a big Amazon haul and like order a bunch of stuff and then shoot that all kind of in one day and then edit it all and sometimes I'll be able to like parse that into a few different videos so I have content for a few days um and so it's like try on haul and then like what I ordered versus what I got and then like (laughs) so on and so forth um and then maybe one of those outfits is like similar to one I saved on Pinterest so I'll do like a Pinterest outfit versus it on me I do a lot of like comparing um outfits on smaller bodies versus my body I'm a size 16 so I'm able to like it's mostly video content uh, format wise and then mm-hmm. like lots of stuff kind of do that all together and it's mostly I mostly shoot like in my house okay um in you know in the same kind of place mostly because that's what's available to me like if yeah. if I'm only limited to the weekends um I don't have a lot of time to like travel right. to like shoot locations and do all that kind of stuff I used to back in 2020 I did a lot more like parking garage like photo yeah. shoot stuff and like cute little um things and then as Instagram has transitioned to prioritizing <laughs> more video content yeah. like we all know um I've kind of like strayed away from that but right which okay. on, on one hand it has gotten easier because like I can crank out a few videos in my yep. house instead of having to go out shoot and plan all those things but yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I completely agree with that. I actually feel like video has made content creation much more sustainable for me somehow because you think about video and you think, oh my God, it's going to be so much more work. It's so much more of a production. Mm-hmm. But somehow, if you can find a way that works for you, it actually is easier than like going out and trying to take a bunch of different photos at a bunch of different backgrounds mm-hmm. and, you know, lugging all your clothes around, like just taking some videos at home is great. So, I mean, one thing you're doing that is keeping things sustainable is, is again, doing it at home and then also mm-hmm. multi-purpose video clips that you're creating. So those are two really great things. The only thing that I would kind of question, I'll leave you with this question kind of thing, is do you feel like the type of video with the styling and the try-ons is the most sustainable for you with the limited amount of time that you have you know like I think if you can find the time to create that video that you can make into multiple videos then that is great but if you feel like whenever you are trying to do that you're still like coming up with like oh man I don't have enough time for this there's still so much to edit like it still feels overwhelming are there any shifts that you can maybe make that can make it more sustainable? Like, let me give you an example. So I was working with one of my students last year. Um, Her name's Amira, and she was doing a lot of try-on videos. Like, all of her videos were styling and try-on. And we had talked about this same situation. She was like, I just don't have the time to, like, create all of these videos and edit all of them. Like, I'm, I'm constantly overwhelmed. And so we talked about it. Is there any other videos? Like maybe you did one styling video 
And then to be able to be consistent throughout the rest of the week, we found another type of content that felt really good for you. Your audience really liked it. And again, it was like very enjoyable and sustainable to create. So what she started doing was she started making videos where she would do like the green screen a lot where she had, um, she was doing like Shein, the craziest things you can find on Shein or something. Mm. And so she would show a screenshot of it behind her. And then basically she would talk about it and like, talk about you know why it's so crazy and how she could style it and you know whatever but instead of her actually getting the item and you know having to do the whole try on and then clean up her whole house after that and then edit this giant crazy video like she did these really easy quick videos using that green screen feature so she kind of did you know a little bit of that experimenting to figure out like how can I get the same message across like how can I get the same point across but make it easier for me like how can I cut the time in half or even you know a fourth of the time of what I would normally spend on this like you know try on three outfits in one video and then you have like a giant tornado right. in your room kind of thing right and, and I went through the same thing like I back in the day like when I first got started I was doing fashion stuff and then as soon as videos started like becoming more and more popular I was like I'm not gonna start this right now (laughs) (laughs) I am not like I just I just know that it's I'm gonna go crazy and so eventually I did make a shift as well so I don't know like I would challenge you to kind of play around with other formats I think the green Mm -hmm. screen again is a really good one to play around with and even if you were to do like one small try on video that again you can still use in a couple different ways maybe you had that one video that can split into two or three videos for Instagram. Mm -hmm. And then maybe if you wanted to post any more than two or three times, again, do do something that is a little bit less of a production, I guess. Yeah, that totally makes sense. I think another thing that I'm like starting to add into my content this year is a little bit more wellness and like fitness content. Love that. Um, And I'm not a fitness professional, so it's very like amateur, (laughs) like (laughs) real life person moving their body. Um, and that's something that like, I think might be more sustainable for me in the long run, yep. because it's like part of my daily routine and it, like, I'm just filming it. <laughs> so You're instead of like, it. Yeah. right, exactly. Instead of going out of my way to like right. shop and plan. And then I can't afford to do $500 a week of <laughs> shopping hauls. Yeah. So I return a lot of things exactly. and that's a whole hassle. So right. yeah, that's like, I'll have to think about different ways to do that. Yeah. And I mean, one thing that you can do too, is like, look at the creators who are doing similar things to you that maybe you look up to, you know, like who are fashion creators that you love. I guarantee they're not doing solely try on videos, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. like what are other things that they're doing that you could try your own twist on? Um, But something else that you just said that I think is really important to bring up, especially this year in 2023, you had said, um, you know, I'm not a fitness professional, like I'm just a real person moving my body. And I love that that's your perspective. And for a lot of people, especially in the last couple of years, I think they would look at that statement and think that is a disadvantage. And I Mm. think it's very important for you to remember that is actually a huge advantage right now, because just like everyone watching, you are not a fitness professional. So showing how a real person does it, like nothing against uh you know like all the fitness experts. actual like, fitness professionals yeah, yeah. Like, like Kayla it's it's scenes or whatever it's scenes yeah, whatever yeah. I see her ads all the time and I 
it's hard for me to relate because I'm just like, well, look at you. You're a, you literally already look like you. Yeah, I don't look like that. A million pounds every day. Like, you know, and, and of course, if I do her program, like maybe one day I will look like her, but I can't have the same ease that she has in all of these videos. And so I really love the idea of showing how a real person does it because you're being very realistic with people which again this year I think like that's really what most people care about like I want to watch someone's content and I want to feel like I can relate to them I want to feel like they're going through the same struggles that I am and like that's what's going to cause me to hit the follow button and to comment oh my gosh you know I literally did my (laughs) setups the same way and looked just as crazy or you know or you know save that video and be like wow she did it that way and she could do it like maybe I can too you know, like all of these, these interactions that we want to get from people, I think being relatable and being just like super raw and honest is a great way to, again, make your life a lot easier. You're already doing these things, Mm -hmm. but also build stronger connections with your audience and really build this community of people who are all very similar. Right. Yeah, totally. And I think, I mean, because Instagram has been who it is and changed <laughs> uh changed a lot of things over the years and well and it's always been this place where there's always this really curated content and like yeah perfect. people feel the need to be yeah perfect when they show up um that people are craving realistic content yep and I posted a video earlier this week or maybe it was last week um and I don't post a lot of home decor stuff on my uh page because yeah i I'm not an interior designer, but I, I'm just a normal person with a house, um, which is maybe the theme of this episode. But uh, <laughs> I post, I got a new dresser and I had this previous dresser that I got on Facebook Marketplace for free. And I quickly learned why it was free because it was like falling apart, <laughs> but I like repainted it and I was like determined to make it cute. It turned out cute, but it did not last very long. So I finally got a new one. So I've recorded this like what it looks like on Instagram versus like what it looks like on a daily basis. It's like piled with stuff. The drawers are falling (laughs) apart. Literally the handles have all broken off. It was like this whole thing. And people are like, that's what my dresser looks like. And I was like, it was refreshing because I've always felt this need to like have a perfect house to like be Mm -hmm. able to have post house home decor stuff on my page. And I'm like, that's not realistic to what my room actually looks like. So or anyone else's right exactly (laughs) so definitely leading into that this year um yeah yeah and one thing too that I think also might be interesting for you to kind of like sit on for a little while and think about when you think about your mission statement your purpose from you know 2020 and previously or sorry 2022 I literally don't even know what year (laughs) we're in anymore 2022 and previous to that your mission I'm assuming was something about like you know instilling confidence and you know styling inspiration in plus size women Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. a huge part of your mission still but I think with the introduction of you know more fitness or lifestyle wellness whatever even home decor if you're throwing some of that in you're almost like making a shift with your with your niche or with your purpose um into not solely about like making plus size women feel confident in their clothes but also making people in general more comfortable with what they have you know like 
again with your with the fit or sorry with the um cabinet thing you know like Mm -hmm. that's that's not anything to do with plus size fashion but it does have a lot to do with showing someone like this is what you've got all right this is what we're gonna do to it and like we'll see what happens kind of thing and I think that might be something to consider going forward from here you know like that might be kind of like your new mission statement and and you might veer away from solely posting about um you know like fashion and again that could be a really good shift for you when it comes to balancing the content creation in the nine to five job but also could bring in a different audience you know you might have more wellness focused people coming to you or more um you know home decor or fitness whatever it is people coming to you so you're able to branch out a little bit and build your audience too which I love yeah and that's something I feel like I've because I started with curvy fashion and like that is still a big part of what I do um so every once in a while I'll post on my story like what do you want to see more of or what what kind of content you you're liking and people love what I'm putting out which is great but then it kind of makes me feel like I can't branch into other areas because my audience is like here for that thing you're in your box yeah yeah (laughs) well (laughs) I read somewhere in some book and I I just remember this like sticking with me and I think it's very relevant for kind of the situation you're in now you've spent these years these last few years becoming an expert in you know curvy fashion but now you're at the point where the community that you've built they care about curvy fashion of course but they also care about you And so now you're at the point where you, I think you can branch off and do other things and people still care because they care about you. So the example that I was coming to mind was um, McDonald's. When McDonald's first started, they were, it was the hamburger. You get your hamburger and that's what McDonald's had. But like, you know, once they became the expert at hamburgers and everyone just like wanted to go to McDonald's, now we can have all of these other different things. And like, you know, maybe... 50% of the time you go to McDonald's and don't get a hamburger because there's so many other things, but you still know and love McDonald's. Maybe you don't love McDonald's, but for (laughs) example's sake, you know what I'm saying? And so you, that's why I think it's important for people who are just starting to have a pretty specific niche because you're able to grow quickly and grow like a very targeted audience who relates to you, learns to love you. And then when they love you, when you want to go branch out, they don't care because they just want to know more about you. And I think that's the situation that you're in right now. Yeah, definitely. And that's something that I wanted to talk to you about on this call is like, I've grown a pretty decent sized audience mm-hmm. on, uh, I have a bigger audience on TikTok. Um, Cause TikTok is a crazy place. <laughs> um, it really is. <laughs> and I've had like, random growth spurts here and there on Instagram. And so I have a decent sized audience. We have like similarly sized audiences, but yeah. I kind of feel like I don't know them as well as I want to. On and TikTok or in both places? On on Well, both, but TikTok okay. is a little bit harder, I think, to I <laughs> connect with people. Um, but Instagram mm-hmm. mostly, I feel like I try to put up like, ask me anything and like those kind of engagement style boxes to get yeah. to know them or like them be able to get to know me but like get just zero response to them like okay. really low I get people in my dms every once in a while like talking about how much they like my page and stuff like that which is great yeah. to hear but as far as like day-to-day interactions I feel like I'm not getting that 
as much as you want. And mm-hmm. uh, and something to keep in mind with that, n- I think no matter where you are in follower count or whatever, it never feels like you're getting the amount of interaction that you should. Because like I even feel that way all the time. Sometimes I post a question box and I get two people answering and I'm just right. like, cool, awesome, like... <laughs> great like you know why that makes me feel better (laughs) or like when i'm if i'm on live or something and i have four people watching and i'm like why do i have 20 something whatever followers and a hundred thousand followers and there's literally four people in here right what like so i i understand that but i think it's very important first of all to realize that like you're definitely not alone in that so one thing okay i literally i'm probably going to talk about this on every single episode but this (laughs) truly should just show how great it is so there's this book called super fans by pat flynn um you should go buy it it is literally like it's just been such a life-changing book for me so this book basically teaches you how to take your audience up this kind of like ladder from like you know the bottom of the triangle where it's the biggest group of people who like maybe they've seen your page okay like they know of you second is like people who follow you next might be people who's like you know they're in like your facebook group and on your newsletter and then the top is like the people who buy everything you put out and they're like you're commenting on everything like they're your a team right and so it basically teaches you to like get people to go up this ladder Mm -hmm. and the biggest theme throughout the entire book is like care and it's so weird to explain this you just gotta read the book but basically (laughs) It's like showing your audience that you that they are seen and that you you genuinely recognize them and value them. And I think sometimes we get too deep in worrying about what am I going to post or like what ha- what do I put as my caption or like what hashtag like you're thinking about all of those things but you don't spend enough time thinking about like how can I show my audience like individually to people today that like I see that they follow me. I am like I value that, you know? And so um, basically it kind of teaches you how to like spark more conversations. And so that's something I've been thinking about a lot more. Like when I have people who comment on something, um, you know, instead of just being like, thank you, I'm like, okay, how can I further this conversation? Maybe I say thank you. And then I send them a DM and I'm like, um, hey, oh my gosh, we haven't talked in in a long time. I saw that you could just comment on my photo. Like, how have you been since we last talked? And, and you, all people want in life is to like feel seen and feel valued and like you know like I think about that in my relationship all the time like I just want to like know I'm appreciated and I think people if they can feel appreciated if your followers feel appreciated and valued and that like wow she knows that I'm here she's starting a conversation with me that makes them feel so much closer to you and so much more inclined to again like go up that ladder to be like your a team all the way at the top so try and think about ways that like every single time you have an interaction with someone how can you make this a more meaningful interaction how can you show that person that you care about them and their life you know like what questions can you can you ask what uh you know like if it's their birthday like you instead of just commenting happy birthday on their post like send them a message oh my gosh happy birthday like what are you doing to celebrate your birthday like these mm-hmm. are such little things and I, and it's hard it's very difficult because this is a very time consuming possibly tedious process but that is the small little bits of work like the little seeds you need to plant in order 
to get more and more people up that ladder. And when you have a ton of people up in that A team, you don't worry about engagement anymore. You know, like you have this community, they're already sharing your page with their friends. They're telling everyone when you have a new offer, like, and, and the goal is to get people up there. But the only way that you can do that is really by like finding ways to show them individually that they're seen and that you care about them. So read the book. That was my (laughs) summary of the entire book, but there's a lot of strategy in the book that is just so good. I love it. I think I heard somebody, another creator talking about at least the ladder structure. It might've come from that book um, recently, but maybe I will have to pick it up. (laughs) I, I'm not kidding. I destroyed that book in literally like (laughs) 24 hours. It's so good. Um, But yeah, I mean like that, Building stronger connections with your audience, obviously, it's not just, you know, okay, responding to comments and being a little bit more caring in your comments and whatever. But also, again, like in your content, as we talked about, like, how can you make your content something that people are going to see and feel more related to? Or like, even how can you make your content something that people see and want to interact with and like start a conversation about? Those are important things too. Like one video you did that I think actually does this really well. You did like a posing video. I was cracking up the whole time because (laughs) I think you had like fallen over in one of them when you were trying to, but like, those are the kind of things that I think people would see and like want to comment on because they're, it's like, oh my gosh, I literally last time I was trying to do a shoot, I did the exact same thing and I fell over too. Like those things are so relatable and that's another, like another level of, getting your audience to feel like they are part of more of a community, you know, like going up that ladder even more. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I love doing my posing series. I haven't done it in a little while, mostly because I usually have to do it outside and it has been raining forever. So, um, yeah, that doesn't, (laughs) it was, and then it was like night winter sun hours. So there's like no sun after 4 PM. So yeah. But I will be bringing that back soon. I love that. (laughs) I think that's like a genius. I think it's a genius series. And I mean, series as well, like people love a series, you know, like Mm -hmm. if I find one video in a series that I like and I'm like cracking up or I'm I'm loving it, like I'm going to go watch the rest, you know, and and that's how you get people coming into your community and, and commenting on more things and viewing more things. And, you know, your numbers start to go up too. So series are, are really good if you can find a good one that, Again, I'm starting a new one. I posted like one a video, like one video introducing okay. the concept, um, but I'm intending to turn it into a series, and it's basically uh, making movement fun again. So Ooh, I wrote down okay. a bunch of individual exercises on pieces of paper, like squats, crunches, yep. jumping jacks, whatever, and then fold them all up and put them in a jar. And then whenever I want to like move my body, I can just pull out as many as I want to do, and That's it like cool. makes it different every time. It makes it fun. Um, I like that. And then it's like a little game. I feel like everything right. in 2023, I'm like, if it's a game, then you can do anything. <laughs> that's fine. We love it. So, but something with that that's cool too is like, as a viewer, I would want to go and watch your video and be like, ooh, which one is she going to pull out of the thing today? You know, it like right. almost has an element of suspense. Yeah, exactly. And then, like, if I hope that other people want to do it as well if they're looking for yeah. a fun way to like get into, right. into exercise. But yeah, it's going to be fun. So I love that. And stay tuned. this is like a way to, I guess, take this almost to the next level too. Um, and it's, I don't even like want to encourage it, but I do at the same time. 
So like Facebook groups, I don't know how I feel about Facebook, but I know that groups on Facebook are like that and marketplace are like the only thing holding Facebook together at this that's point. That's literally the only reason I have Facebook is to be yeah. in the social make group. <laughs> literally, yeah. That's like that's pretty much accurate. Yeah. So groups are are huge on Facebook still. So if you wanted to again like take things, take people up the ladder, get them more involved. Maybe you even, as you're doing this series, say, okay, come on into this Facebook group. We're all going to do this together. Mm. You get people in a little community, but also everyone that's in that community gets to interact with you, again, on a personal level, multiple times per week. They become more, you know, related with you, but then also they meet all the other people in the community and they're like, wow, she put this community together and I have all these people that are like doing the same thing as me and, and can relate to me. Like, it's hard. I know that Instagram is like trying to come out with some of their own version of groups, but I think Facebook, <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. Facebook yeah. <laughs> does groups very well. And that could be, again, something that is a really good way to like just have small groups of people that you can like have it be more manageable, I guess, to create those stronger connections with people. Yeah, that's a good idea. It will be fun. And and the thing with Facebook groups too is like at first it's usually you having to like initiate all of the conversation stuff. But at a certain point when more and more people get in there and get comfortable, they end up, you know, taking a lot of that off of your plate, like without even like purposely doing so, I guess. Right. So that could be something to think about as well. Yeah, that could be really fun. I love that. Sweet. Okay, well, we are at the end of our time together here. I hope you are feeling more excited, motivated, inspired. I know when I'm at the end of these calls, (laughs) even me, I'm just like, ooh, I think I have some ideas for stuff I want to do. That's how I feel at the end of every of all of your episodes. Like I have to listen to them at a time where I like have time to write things down because I always get ideas. I literally love that. (laughs) I love that. And that's exactly what it's like in Social Suite in our membership. We have those monthly one on or monthly group calls that we do where, you know, we're able to all get on and like bounce ideas off of each other. And it's a lot of fun. So for anyone listening, you can hop into the Social Suite. You can use code SCOOP for 50% off. Caitlin, thank you so much for being here. This was so much fun. I'm glad we got to chat more. Thanks, Kristen. It was great.